a listener production. This is Global Truths with Dr. Keith Souter. Join us each week as we break down one issue in global politics so that you can understand what is going on in the world right now and what's likely to happen in the future. Our host, Dr Keith Souter, is one of Australia's leading commentators on global affairs and geopolitics. My name is Sasha Barbagat. I'm a journalist. And Keith, this week we're delving into the upcoming sentencing of Ghislaine Maxwell. Of course, the British socialite was convicted in December last year for assisting Jeffrey Epstein in the sexual abuse of young girls, some as young as 14 years old. Now, Keith, to start, could you give us a bit of an overview of the charges Ghislaine Maxwell was found guilty of at her trial last year? Yeah, so Ghislaine Maxwell is a very interesting story in her own right because um, both her father and her boyfriend died in mysterious circumstances. And in the program that we did a couple of years ago, I actually predicted she wasn't going to last that long. She was going to go in mysterious circumstances as well. But it looks as though she may still be alive uh, for when she is given her sentence. So she could be sent to uh, jail for maybe half a century. So basically, given her age, she'll spend the rest of her life in jail unless she can do some sort of deal. So she's been charged with... um, bringing girls, as you said, some as young as 14, into the world of Jeffrey Epstein. And then there are allegations of of sexual abuse for which she has now been found guilty on what's called uh, sex trafficking. So she will be sentenced at the end of next month, the end of June, June 28. And, of course, some people are saying this is all part of the trial of the century. If Epstein had lived and not died in mysterious circumstances, that would have been the trial of the century as well. So I might, perhaps for people who didn't hear the previous one, I might just say a bit of a background here. So Jeffrey Epstein was a, a person of, of great mystery. So he was incredibly wealthy, but nobody could work out where he got his wealth from. So he, yes, he was well known on Wall Street, but not as a financier. He had a financier background at one point, but didn't stay. Somewhere along the line, he managed to get his hands on a lot of money and lived a seriously, seriously rich lifestyle. So he's got a lot of real estate dotted around the world, which, of course, now goes into his estate. And Epstein obviously had a problem with sex and uh, particularly young girls. And so he was um, been involved in, in a number of close scrapes. Um, the, the one that's come back into the news during the the most recent Epstein scandal was when a young girl mentioned her mother in Florida that she had been receiving presents from this rich older man and the mother got suspicious, reported Epstein to the police. The police and the legal system gave him a very lenient sentence and the man who gave that lenient sentence then later ended up decades later, in Trump's cabinet. And Trump has been photographed with Epstein. So it's all wheels within wheels. This is why a lot of us who don't move in those circles became fascinated by it because you you get certain names that keep on recurring. So in Epstein's case, when he first went to jail in Florida years ago, he treated it as a motel. So he was allowed out during the day to conduct his business, a very, very low security jail in Florida, and didn't uh, spend 
the, the full amount of time in jail. So clearly deals were done and Alexander Costa, who was then the state attorney general, ended up in the Trump cabinet decades later. He had been warned this is a security case, so be careful what you say about Epstein. So that's why Epstein got the easy treatment. So was it masterminded by the intelligence agencies? Was he, for example, able to blackmail key figures? And so intelligence agencies, CIA, perhaps Mossad, the Israeli one, they were putting money perhaps into his ventures, which gave him the latitude then to invite uh, VIPs to come along to his uh, island. He owned an entire island in the Caribbean. (laughs) Must be nice. (laughs) So it's a bizarre story. And then, of course, now, luckily, with the change of attitude and the Me Too movement, et cetera, he was caught out again, uh, this time now in New York. Uh, He was put into a a New York jail and then died in mysterious circumstances. It was convenient for a lot of people just to have it listed as a suicide. But people who've looked at the question of the suicide, particularly the hyoid bone that was broken in the suicide attempt, was done in a way that you wouldn't normally see with somebody who hangs himself. So there was a a big question mark there. Now, Ghislaine Maxwell is an interesting woman in her own right because she was the daughter of Robert uh, uh, Maxwell, who was a press baron in the United Kingdom and at one point was the rival to Rupert Murdoch as they were fighting out for control of the British media industry. And uh, Maxwell was a crook. He was looting his own company's pension fund in order to pay for some of these ventures. And uh, he died by falling off his own yacht, the Ghislaine. So the question is, you know, was he assassinated? Who would have assassinated? Was he pushed off? We don't know. So it's a question mark, but it's seen as being a suicide. Somehow this rather portly gentleman was able to climb up the side of his (laughs) ship and fall over into the water. (laughs) Mm, Interesting circumstances. Interesting. So Ghislaine then teams up much more with with Jeffrey Epstein, uh, who becomes a bit of a father figure for Was it a father figure? Was Was she a lover? Was she just simply a business colleague? We just don't know. And the tragedy by Epstein's suicide is that there, he's gone to the grave and so many secrets have gone to the grave with him. Yeah, and that was something I wanted to ask you about is in terms of the victims, how important is Glenn Maxwell's sentencing given that Jeffrey Epstein has died before he could be sentenced? Yeah, so this is interesting because um, she is not typical of the sex offenders because only 5% of sex offenders are women. So it's a very interesting development that she's going to go down possibly for half a century in a very limited category, namely this female sex offending. 95% of sex offenders are men. And usually the, the few cases that we have of female sex offenders are women with low education, low self-esteem, and they get seduced in by the uh, male murderer and they then become an accomplice. Um, for British, our British listeners, there's the well-known issue of the Moore's murders with Ian Brady and he was assisted by Myra Hindley. What was interesting is that Ghislaine Maxwell is independently wealthy and she really had no need 
of teaming up with with Epstein. So you then got to wonder, well, what was Epstein's hold over her, or did she have a hold over him? Th- these are all the things that have never really been fully explained. The girls who, and or now women, who uh, gave evidence were just obliged to stick to the immediate issues of the allegations against Ghislaine in terms of sex trafficking. So the bigger issues, the p- political issues, were never really addressed. So when we were looking at this a couple of years ago, we were speculating on whether Prince Andrew, for example, would be called to give evidence. He made the whole issue of what's called process serving very difficult. So in order for you to go on trial, I've got to give you a bit of paper, mm-hmm. summoning you, and he was never around when the people right. in their bowler hat would turn up to give him the bit of paper. Eventually the, he was served uh, because it was just becoming an embarrassment, but he didn't have to uh, fly to New York to give the evidence. So, again, there are real question marks over the bigger picture. So we we are well aware now of how uh, Ghislaine acted in this uh, sort of sex trafficking capacity, but not the bigger issues. And I think that a lot of us who are political commentators are interested much more in the political issues rather than the individual sexual complaints. We get sex all the time on television. But what's really fascinating is the insight which Ghislaine Maxwell and her late partner have provided as an insight to the lifestyles of the rich and famous, and that includes Prince Andrew. You've also got uh, Bill Clinton, who uh, was on the so-called Lolita Express, which is the... uh, name of the plane. Uh, under law, you have to maintain a, a manifest, a list of all the names of people who fly, and those logs have been available. So we can see that pres- ex-President Clinton had obviously gone to his private island, perhaps just to have a coffee, perhaps you're just dropping in for a coffee. We mustn't assume that anything untoward went on. But it, for me, it, it's a really fascinating insight into the lifestyles of the rich and famous. You're listening to Global Truths with Dr Keith Souter and this week we are discussing the impending sentencing of Ghislaine Maxwell for sex trafficking young girls to billionaire Jeffrey Epstein. Now, Keith, there was a recent Netflix documentary that looked at the uh, trafficking ring in great detail and as you were just mentioning, the other high-profile members of society uh, that allegedly were involved and, you know, visited the island and things like that. How closely do you think they'll be watching the sentencing of Ghislaine Maxwell? <laughs> I should imagine they'd be very nervous indeed. So you've got to also include Bill Gates. You know, th- this episode has come up now in the uh, apparently in the divorce proceedings. One of the reasons why the wife left him was his friendship with Epstein. And co- we've already mentioned Bill, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, Prince Andrew. I guess the worry that they would have is that you've got a, a desperate woman who um, after the death of her colleague or whoever, Epstein, went on the run. I was intrigued that she didn't actually try to flee the country. She ha- she's got immense wealth, a lot of contacts, but somehow didn't make a dashboard and she was just living uh, in the northeast United States um, in, in a luxurious lifestyle, but she's nonetheless still living there. Uh, she didn't go to uh, a country... Um, that would, that would harbour her. So she stayed around. She ended up in the US legal system, but then nobody came forward to help her out with any of the deals or anything like that. So you can imagine her being a very angry woman 
that she's worked so hard uh, for the interests of a lot of important men, but none of those important men have come forward to offer her, so far as we can tell, any assistance, indeed, of anything. They would like to see her die in prison. Yeah, well, I was going to ask about that because that's another question that's coming up ahead of the sentencing. Uh, She's facing, like you said, 50 years behind bars. I believe that's the maximum sentence she can get. There's the question of whether she could give up information Mm. about, you know, Bill Gates or Prince Andrew. You know, we know that they spent time in the Caribbean on that island um, and that they knew Jeffrey Epstein, that she could give up the information uh, in order to get a leaner sentence. Do we think something like that could happen? I would have thought this is going on behind the scenes as we speak at this very moment. So she has been found guilty. Um, They did try to appeal. Uh, Apparently one of the jurors themselves had been a victim of sexual offences as a youngster, but it was decided that that was not sufficient to overturn the verdict. And so she clearly is in a a lot of trouble, and one would imagine that her lawyers, and remember, she's still very wealthy. She can afford some of the best lawyers in the U.S. You can imagine that the lawyers will be talking to the judge and to others, saying, well, what happens if she were to reveal what she knows. This is why these VIP males will be feeling so nervous at the moment. And also given the prevailing mood of the Me Too movement, in the old days, you know, the judges might have said, oh, well, this is just boys, you know, acting badly. But now there's just so much focus on this trial, particularly in the United States, that if any deal is going to get done to reduce the potential length of her sentence, it would need to be for a very good reason. And and the obvious reason is simply that she's going to name names. Do you think that would be a last resort for her? Because there was an appeal, uh, she made an appeal, her lawyers did, to have the convictions overturned just recently. Uh, and that failed. She also asked for an, a whole new trial that also failed. Does it look like she's exhausting all her me- mm. her options and that'll be the last one potentially? I, I think that's exactly it. Yep, this will be her last And it's a trump card, so I shouldn't use that word. (laughs) (laughs) It's a key card that she's got uh, because she can actually, uh, you know, help the inquirers and help us put two and two together regarding Epstein and herself as to exactly what has been going on. What I found fascinating, as as we're looking at, are the the roles of the VIPs, etc. And what was the hold that Jeffrey Epstein had over some of these VIPs, because someone like Bill Gates, by the looks of it, employed Epstein to meet up with members of the Nobel Peace Committee. Well, I would have thought Bill Gates was sufficient status in his own right. He doesn't need to work through an intermediary. He can just deal directly with the people involved with the Nobel Nobel Committee process. So I just don't understand how Epstein had acquired all this leverage over the VIPs, whether there was blackmail involved, I I just don't know. And as I say, we're not going to find out from Epstein because he's now dead, but it would be great if Ghislaine were to come forward and explain really the big picture. As I say, the trial focused on the particular allegations and the people who were involved, you know, the young women. What we have not had a full examination of in a legal process with people under oath it's just looking at this very big picture about exactly what went on. Um, and all we're getting is just simply gossip. For example, I've made reference to Donald Trump. Now, did Donald Trump ban Epstein from Trump's properties? 
because he was chasing after young girls on Trump's property and Trump didn't want to risk any bad publicity for his properties by having Epstein caught with uh, an underage girl. So uh, it would be fascinating to be able to have some sort of proper process just to get at all these allegations that have been made. You know, Trump actually comes out of, if that's true, Trump comes out of it in a reasonable way because once he heard about Epstein's behaviour... He took action. He took action. Mm. Whereas Prince Andrew knew that he was consorting with a convicted sex criminal after the Florida scandal years earlier and still continued. So there are just so many questions that a lot of us would like having answered. And, of course, the, the bigger issue really, I guess, for people who have a taste for conspiracy theories is it just shows that the very rich in our society live a very different sort of lifestyle. Something we can't even imagine. Can't even imagine. Shifting focus, I guess, now to the future for Ghislaine, if, you know, there's no other appeals, she doesn't do a deal, Uh, let's say she's given the maximum sentence, 50 years. What's the likelihood that she'll complete that? Is there any any chance for her to kind of come out early with good behaviour or anything? Oh, yeah, she would certainly be able to get time off for good behaviour. And, you know, she's an intelligent woman. She may well be involved with sort of remedial education classes inside the prison. She can certainly get the sentence reduced. But, it, it, you know, if for a socialite who's lived that sort of grand life, one day in jail would be humiliating enough, even if she just stays inside for 20 years. She will come out as an older woman. Yeah, that's right. the full 50, which means that she'll probably die inside jail. And the other risk, of course, is that you might end up with some of the female inmates who just for one reason or another decide to um, exploit her, you know, expect to try to get money out of her or just kill her. All fascinating points, Keith. And like you said, I, I suppose the world kind of wants more answers in this, but the question is, will we get it? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Thank you, Keith. Thank you. Listener.